Thank you so much to our sponsor, Bella Rose. Bella Rose is a small skincare brand that makes products you can use with the peace of mind that they are not going to harm you or your skin anytime down the road. You can use their products knowing that you're doing something great for your skin. I use them and I love them. They have shampoo, conditioner, facial serum, body butter. They have a hair mask, which is really, really great at um, moisturizing and making your hair extra shiny and smooth and soft and amazing. So if you are interested in some great skin and hair care products, check out Bella Rose. That's B-E-L-L-A-H-R-O-Z-E dot com. And you can use code SUMMER10 to get 10% off your order. Or you can use the link in these show notes to get started. Again, that's B-E-L-L-A-H-R-O-Z-E dot com. And use code SUMMER10 to get started. Welcome back to All Things Apple, the podcast where we talk about all things inside the world of Apple. I'm Steven, and today we're going to be talking a little bit about the Apple TV. Um, It's a very interesting product, in my opinion, and Apple is doing something new with it that I never really thought they would do with any of their products. We're going to deep dive into what this could mean, and I'm definitely going to share some opinions, because I'm shook, to say the least. I never thought I would live to see the day, but it appears that Apple is giving gift cards to people who buy Apple TVs. Now, for those of you who may have forgotten, the Apple TV is a little box that you can plug into your current TV to make it smart, and of course it's highly polished and really, really well made, but pricey. Like every other Apple product, I love mine, but I don't know if I would buy it with my own money. I got one as a gift from one of my family members, and I love it. It's very nice, but buying a new one is just not worth it, in my opinion. There is a $180 Apple TV. That's the 4K model with 32 gigs of storage. And if you want to really just go down to an HD-only model, you can pay $150, but... I don't even think that's worth it. It doesn't make much sense to me to not um, make 4K standard in 2022. So, again, I'm disappointed in Apple for that. But the gift card thing is interesting. And here's why. Gift cards normally are not just given to you when you buy an Apple product. I know, like, when you buy AirPods as a student, you will get... um, those free, like, with a Mac or iPad or whatever, like, it comes with it, and then if you want, um, any AirPods that aren't the base model, second generation, $129 AirPods, then they basically give you a gift card of $129, and you can use that towards other AirPods. That's the only other time, um, that I can think of where Apple just gives you a gift card for purchasing a product, and, I mean, it's smart from a business perspective. They aren't cutting the price, which is good. I think that makes sense for them anyways as a company. Like, why would you cut the price of something um, just because you want to get rid of it? But then that shows that, okay, they are trying to get rid of it. They could be doing one of a few things. They could be attempting to get rid of it because they are coming out with a new Apple TV that's going to replace both of them or one of them. Um, but this gift card thing, it applies to both Apple TVs. So the HD model and 4K model, 
they both have this discount, which I find very interesting. I'm hoping this means they're coming out with a smaller Apple TV that replaces both of them, makes 4K standard, um, or maybe discontinuing the Apple TV altogether. But honestly, I'm not really like trying to make Apple discontinue it because I think the Apple TV is a great product. I feel like it has lots of potential, but we're over here like waiting and waiting to see what they're going to do. And um, yeah, so that's basically what's been happening with that. Like I said, I'm really excited. Like I, I want them to do something amazing with the Apple TV. Right now, it just it's kind of mid. Like honestly, it it's crap. It literally just isn't worth the money. Um, the fact that 4K isn't standard is ridiculous. It's huge. I have an Apple TV, and it's the same size as the new one that is out right now. I have a fourth generation from, gosh, I think it's like 2017. And it's the same size as the new ones. Nothing really special has come out with these new Apple TVs except for the remote. Um, and by new Apple TVs, I literally just mean the Apple TV that's currently out. That's, I think, from 2020 or 2021. The remote's the only new thing. Um, there are no changes to the user experience other than software tweaks every few years. So, yeah, I'm a little disappointed. Um, the gift cards are cool. I just, I would love a price cut. That's the thing. Like, Apple is just so stingy. That's where, like, they, they kind of have me. Like, they're too stingy. Just do what a normal company would do. I, I think that's my argument. Like, <laughs> just do a price cut. I think that would be fine. But they seem to be scared of that. This isn't necessarily new information, but Apple will not be including the new chip in the base model iPhone. So it's only going to be um, an upgrade that the Pro models get. Um, the only difference with this news that I actually find quite interesting is that Apple will no longer be doing this just for now. Like, we all kind of thought this is a, oh, for now, you know, we're going to, because of a chip shortage, not see um, a new chip in the base model iPhones. But it appears that this is going to be a new differentiating factor between the standard um, iPhone 14 and 14 Pro. And then, of course, years after, this is supposed to just continue on. Like, we are not going to get a brand new chip every year in the base model iPhone anymore. I kind of understand why it's another move that Apple is making where it's like, okay, I get why you're a business. You're trying to make money. I see you, Apple. I see you. The thing is, this sucks for the consumer. At the end of the day, it really does. I'm not trying to say that Apple shouldn't because I understand why they're doing this. From a business perspective, honestly, they're they're geniuses. Like, we all know this. They they take so much of our money, um, and people have no problem paying high prices for Apple products. So, yes, they have basically won us all over, and they're geniuses. We know that they're good at doing business things, but, yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm kind of disappointed, but at the same time, like, if you're buying the base model phone, I understand the argument of, like, well... You don't necessarily care about the chip in your phone if you're buying a base model phone. That literally could not be more true. Like, most people I know who get the 13 or the 12 or 11, um, they don't really buy it because 
there's a cool new feature sometimes, but a lot of times people are like, oh, it's the newest phone and I know it'll be good if I get the newest phone. And the, the truth of the matter is that really it is going to be just as good of a phone. You're not going to notice it if you're buying the base model phone. Like you're not looking for power if you're buying that, that model. So, um, I understand it. I, I think Apple should definitely consider not going this route because they don't do that with the iPad Air. Like people who buy an iPad Air aren't looking for the most power in an iPad, but they have the M1 chip in the iPad Air. So again, it's like they're kind of contradicting themselves, but this could be a premonition of something else happening in the world of iPhone. Like maybe they're doing this because the iPhone won't be our sort of like main factor in the Apple ecosystem anymore. Like maybe they're doing this in preparation of, okay, well maybe like those chips and that energy and time and money will go towards something else. Um, I feel like it's not crazy to suggest that they could do this in order to direct resources towards an AR headset or glasses experience. We have heard so much over the past few years about Apple making an AR uh, pair of glasses that would give you like your own experience, like your own um, holograms that only you can see, which I feel like would be really cool. It would be useful. We could extend what our current devices are capable of. So I'm excited to see something like that happen. And I'm hoping that the things that we see Apple doing now are really to prepare for something bigger that we don't fully know about or understand yet. Now, in terms of those Apple AR glasses that I just mentioned, who knows <laughs> what's happening with them? We have not heard anything. Sadly, there isn't really a whole lot going on in the news. Um, we're kind of in a slow spot. There's nothing too riveting, but I'm so excited, like more excited. Every day I wake up and I think AR glasses. Where are they? When can I try them? Will they be at the Apple store near me so I can just stick them on my face and try them out? Because I want them. I want them right now. AR glasses sound amazing. I want to see features for the visually impaired, mostly because I'm visually impaired. Um, I think Apple could do some amazing things. And that's a little bit of what I also want to talk about. Like, as a visually impaired individual, I feel like AR glasses could totally change the game. Not necessarily like just for the visual effects, which I think is what the general public will be using them for. But if you're visually impaired, I just imagine these glasses helping so much. Like right now, we have an app on iOS and iPadOS called Magnifier, where you can zoom in on things from far away, freeze the screen, change the contrast settings. Um, it can even detect people on devices with LiDAR. But I could see something like that being really helpful with AR glasses where you can put on these glasses and zoom into things really well. And I know Apple has great stabilization, at least with videos. So maybe they could use some of that for a really, really helpful magnifying feature. Um, now, these glasses are definitely meant to put things on top of what's already there. So I don't know how that would work. Uh, maybe that's something that would be better just for VR. But Regardless, I would love to see something like that just because of how heavily this is going to be geared towards the sighted. I feel like Apple, out of all companies, is the best to initiate some design 
for visually impaired people because obviously glasses will be geared more towards the sighted and i understand why it makes sense but at the same time they are not the company like to make a product and be like well you just can't use it if you are disabled in some way so that makes me really excited especially because no other companies have really done ar glasses um i know the vr headset is coming before ar glasses but once these ar glasses that we've been hearing about come out I know Apple's going to be first because we have heard so much about how they are working on them. They have to be the first ones at this point. It's going to be amazing because of how companies follow what Apple does. And once Apple designs something that is absolutely amazing and works for everybody, it's going to be more normalized. That's like the beautiful thing, in my opinion, um, about the way that Apple operates. So... Yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm just more and more excited every day. I want to see what these will be like. And much like the new Macs when they come out or the new iPads, iPhones, Apple Watches, I enjoy being able to put it on or hold it and try things out in an Apple store, knowing that, like, there are features built in to make it work for people like me. So, yeah, that's a huge part of what these are going to look like and how they're going to change the world. I truly do think they're going to change the world. Um, Some people may beg to differ, but I am definitely a huge Apple fan. I mean, this podcast is geared all around Apple. And I just, I, I think this world could be so much better if they do these things right. I think it's time for another ad. Oh my gosh, the best part of the episode you might want to skip forward if you hate ads, but also I love all of the sponsors that I get. So like, also listen, if you like me and you like the podcast, feel free to like, you know, listen through, listen through, make me some money. I don't really make that much from this, but here you go. Here's an ad. This episode is sponsored by Circle. Circle is a water bottle that flavors your water, so it makes you want to drink more, therefore hydrating your body. And who doesn't want to stay hydrated? They have amazing flavors like strawberry kiwi, peach tea, raspberry tea, iced coffee, and so many more. If you want to try one of their 40 flavors, you can go to the link in these show notes and get $5 off your first auto ship order. Guys, I seriously love Circle. My water bottle is always within arm's distance, and I'm obsessed with the peach tea flavor right now. I would love it if you guys could try it out, use that link, get $5 off your first auto ship order, and honestly, you're going to love it too. I know you will. Check it out, guys. You will not be disappointed. If you love Apple Watch bands, I know this is like way off topic, but Y'all should check out Five Below. Not sponsored, but I got a new watch band for like 10 bucks, and it's just like the Apple one. It's literally like a knockoff, I'm sure. But like, if you don't want to spend $50 on a watch band, seriously go and look at your local Five Below. That's where I got this. And holy crab, it is amazing. Wait, wait, wait. I forgot. This is an explicit podcast now. So, Holy shit, this is the best fucking watch band ever. I love it. Check it out. Um, Not sponsored, like I said. But, like, I don't always want to spend $50 on a watch band. So this is absolutely amazing. 
I also got a new metal one. Literally, it's a birthday gift because I don't know when y'all are going to be listening to this. Probably, like, the 9th is when this will come out. Um, but, like, my birthday's July 10th, so woohoo. Happy birthday to me. I'm old. And basically, one of my friends who I saw at the beach because I was just on vacation... They gave me a new watch band, and it's a metal one. Literally, she told me it was less than $20. I don't believe her, but I love it. I don't know if any of you out there have an Apple Watch, but it's one of those metal ones that's magnetic, and I cannot stop fidgeting with the magnet that, like, sticks to the rest of the band to hold it in place. It's so amazing. It's, like, the most satisfying thing. I love anything with a magnet, like my iPad Pro case, it has the, um, I have the magic keyboard case and I love messing with like the magnet that holds the iPad together, like onto the actual case. It's like so satisfying. So yeah, I just had to talk about that because who doesn't love a good watch band? Like, am I right? Watch bands for your Apple watch are like the best thing to buy if you just want to treat yourself or in my experience, if someone's getting a gift for you, just saying, like, yeah, I have the bigger Apple Watch. If you want to get me a band or two, like, that is the best. Because, like, they can just go with any outfit. You can just change it out whenever you're feeling spicy. If you want a more fun color. If you don't want a fun color. I just love that. Like, personalization is great. Which brings me to some more personalization stuff. iOS 16. Beta 3 came out. I'm not sure exactly when it came out, but I updated yesterday. I'm sure it came out before then, but like I said, I was on vacation. Um, I love it. It is way more stable, and they made a few subtle changes, like not a ton of noticeable changes other than stability and battery life. Battery life is also good. But on FaceTime, they made the hang-up button circular just like all the other ones, which I kind of like. I'm into that. I think the design just looks better now. Um, yeah, so it's basically the same as the beginning beta. Um, there aren't any more apps in my experience that support the lock screen widgets. I don't know if that's a third party thing. I mean, it very well could just be third parties not really catching up. I mean, it's a beta again, so I'm sure there's going to be a lot more options as we go through the summer and into the fall once, you know, Apple releases the general version of iOS 16 for the public, but I am loving it. It's on my iPhone 11. I think it's great. Um, it used to heat up and glitch a whole lot while streaming Apple Music. It does not do that anymore, so that's nice. Um, on my way back from the beach, I was in the car listening to music, and thank God my phone didn't heat up and glitch, because it did that on the way down, and it was really, really annoying. So, yes, if anyone from Apple is listening, thank you so much for making my phone actually play music. I know it's not meant to be installed on, like, a personal device. I just do it because I want to try them new features, okay? Like, I'm recording this with an iPad on iPadOS 16, and I'm loving it. Um, the Windows on iPadOS 16 are actually very helpful. I like it. I think it looks different. It's fun. It's cool. There are some weird little kinks with it. I hope they can work them out, and I hope that Apple sort of changes it up and makes it a little bit more customizable with the sizes of Windows, but it's a step in the right direction, so I can't be upset about that. Um, the watchOS beta I have not gotten... I was just thinking about that. I was like, wait, do I have that? No, I have the 
other version of Watch West. I honestly, I don't remember what number we are on. I feel like we've had so many versions of Watch West and nothing changed other than some new watch faces. So, um, honestly, could not. I think I just jinxed myself. <laughs> I was just mentioning that I'm using my um, iPad running a beta of iOS, and here we are. It cut out. Sorry about that. Um, what I was saying was, this is a beta version of iPadOS, and I like it. I think it's new. I think it's exciting. And um, watchOS has just been a blur for me over the past few years. Honestly, I've not noticed very many differences over the years with, like, new versions. As they come out, I just kind of update, and I'm like, oh, wait, what number is this? There's not a lot of new features for the watch. I feel like that's fine. It's similar to the iPhone in the sense that the iPhone's physical design has plateaued. I feel like watchOS, in a way, has plateaued unless they want to drastically change the design, um, which I don't see just popping up anywhere in the near future. They're kind of content, uh, from what I've seen, with the watchOS design. So, yeah, that's just going to continue to be boring in my experience. I, I'm i okay with it, I guess. It's not, like, something that I expect to be redesigned, but it would be nice. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I love a good redesign. Who doesn't love a good redesign? Um, yeah. So those are my thoughts on all that fun stuff. I hope you enjoyed this episode of All Things Apple. Guys, I might be rebranding the podcast again. I know that I did this before, and um, I'm thinking of a new title. So if you have any suggestions, you might want to let me know on Twitter. I have my link in the episode show notes um, for most of these episodes, I think. I have to double check that. I swear to God, I am doing so bad with like keeping up with the podcast and being organized. But you know what? I think I'm doing pretty fucking great because I have ADHD. So that being said, I hope you have an amazing day. Take care, everyone. And thank you for listening.